0: Reading now from the first few verses of the Gospel of John In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, all things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. This is the word of the Lord. Let us pray. Jesus Christ, you come to us as light in darkness. Let us see your light. Let us experience it. Let us bask in it even in the darkness of our days. Amen. In the 1970s, when I was a seminary student, I had a part-time job at the school in which I worked for a man who was then in his 60s. I remember him telling me that following the attack on Pearl Harbor, when he would have been in his late 20s, he had heard a sermon on the radio in which a minister spoke simply and eloquently from the opening verses of the Gospel of John, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not overcome it. This story has remained with me for over 40 years, so much so that from time to time I have combed ...through a library or two, and later the internet, trying to find this sermon of which the man spoke. Who gave the sermon? How soon was it after the attack? In what church was it given? In what city? On what radio broadcast? I've never found the sermon, or, be able to con- or been able to contact the man, whom I'm assuming, given the passage of time, is no longer living... So the story only lives in my memory as legend. But a warm and reassuring legend it is. And a comforting memory it provides. The light shines in the darkness. And the darkness did not overcome it. For the past several weeks, I feel like this is the message I've been trying to give from this pulpit on the Sundays that I have preached. In light of Colorado Springs and Chicago, Paris, and San Bernardino, in light of the sound and sight of refugees fleeing from Syria, In light of the seemingly intractable anger and fear that have erupted within our public discourse and the conditions, some real and some imagined, that give rise to it. No matter what biblical text I've been using for the sermon, no matter what the liturgical day or the title or the theme of the sermon, I feel like... I have been a broken record. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. When I shared with my wife this preacherly apprehension of saying the same thing over and over, she simply said, what else is there to say? That's the gospel message. Whether you are here tonight out of a deep faith, out of a family loyalty, out of tradition, out of honoring the memory of someone who is no longer with us, whether you are here out of some sense that this is the Christmas Eve in which you need to try to return to church, or this is the Christmas Eve in which... You need to turn to church for the first time. Whatever it is that has brought you here tonight, I hope I can say something that leads you to be able to identify in a specific way that the light is shining in the darkness of our world today. And that the darkness is not overcoming it. I hope this phrase will become a part of your life as it became for the man for whom it was good news after the attack on Pearl Harbor. The light shines in the darkness. And the darkness did not overcome it. The first thing I want to share with you tonight about this passage is that nothing within the Christian faith denies the reality of darkness. Believing in God is not an ironclad security system to protect us from all things sad and evil. Faith in Jesus Christ is not a fence around the White House that can only be scaled when there's human error or breakdown. The Holy Spirit is not a metal detector that protects travelers from the unthinkable. The trust in God that those of us who work and worship in this church call faith is faith in light, to be sure. It is faith in light that overcomes darkness, to be sure. But it is faith which also acknowledges that that into which light shines is indeed darkness. One of the most popular passages in our religious tradition speaks of the valley of the shadow of death. Another speaks of making our bed in Sheol. Nothing within the Christian faith denies the reality of darkness. But second, I want you to hear that within this darkness, there is light. It is possible, possible to believe that while there is light, light is more often than not overshadowed by darkness. Yet it's the case for me that believing in God involves sensing a presence that is at least as powerful as the darkness that surrounds us. The darkness into which the light shines. The darkness in which we can catch a glimpse of the light. Sometimes the light is but a crack in the door. Sometimes it is a glare that comes suddenly and causes our eyes to squint. Sometimes it is as a sunrise over the, su- the surface of the ocean. Whose warmth falls on our faces and awakens us with a sense of startlement to behold its beauty. Believing in God means believing in trusting that there is light. Third, I want you to hear that as there is darkness and there is light, the darkness does not overcome the light When the minister preached this passage in 1941, he undoubtedly was using the King James Version of the Bible. It reads, The light shineth in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. By the time I heard this passage as a teenager in the 1960s, Comprehended had morphed into Overcome in the translations. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. When we read this passage today from the New Revised Standard Version, the version we've been using for the last 25 years, we read the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. Have you got all that? All three versions of this passage in their English translation use the present tense of shine. Shineth, shines, shines. The gospel writer John likely used the present tense because of his belief and the church's belief that the God who created us The the Christ who dwelt among us and walked the face of the earth as bread of life and good shepherd and the Spirit who is present with us as counselor and advocate continue to shine. The late Father Raymond Brown, a Catholic priest who is my teacher of all things, John, translates this part of the, the verse, the light shines on in the darkness. Shines on is a statement that ours is not a deistic faith in which God resides, magisterial and alone, above the world, distant and uninvolved. Shines on is a statement that ours is not a watchmaker God who created the world and wound it up and set it running on its own but then retired from the scene. Shines on rather is a statement that God is more than a symbol of all that is beyond us or all that is unknowable to us. The present tense shines on, reminds us that God is present and active in the world as creator, redeemer, and sustainer, as father, son, and spirit. The light shines, present tense. In the darkness, the light shines on. Yet notice that in these translation, in all three of these translations, the tense of overcome varies. Two are past tense. The darkness comprehended it not, and the darkness did not overcome the light. In one version, the tense is present perfect. The darkness has not overcome the light. The difference between past tense and present perfect tense is subtle. But I prefer the present, present perfect because it stresses the continuation of the overcoming of darkness by light in the present and into the future. No matter how much evil I see in the world, no matter how much sadness I see in the lives of people in this congregation, in this community, no matter how much sadness I experience in my own life, I still believe that all that constitutes such darkness does not have the power To overcome the light. The light shines in the darkness. And the darkness has not overcome it. Whatever has brought you here tonight, I hope you will hear one more thing. The most personal and appealing aspect of the light shining in the darkness is the belief available to all of us, that not only does the light come from God, not only is the light sent by God, but the light itself is God. Christians worshiping in our congregation and gathering tonight all over the world affirm that God comes in the form of a human being. We believe that God himself became flesh and dwelt among us in the birth, the actions, the teachings, the death, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We believe that God himself came into the world A human being, personal and real, intimate and ultimate. Jesus Christ, the Word made flesh. I prefer to leave it to theologians to debate the degree to which it may or may not be exclusively through Christ that God is present in the world. And the degree to which specific knowledge of or affirmation of Christ is what enables one to see the light that Christ is. As for me, I'm not inclined to limit the way God manifests Himself in the world, the way God shines to and among whomever God chooses. Speaking for myself, and speaking out of the tradition that this church represents, I simply say that we believe in God. We believe in God as light who overcomes darkness. And the most personal way that we receive such light is through Jesus Christ. In the many ways that we experience Him, in the many ways... That He takes the initiative and comes to us. In my own life, I have found light to shine in the darkness. Indeed, I have found it to shine on. As difficult as it is sometimes to see, the darkness has not overcome it. That light I know as Jesus Christ, the Word made flesh. I'm glad that you are here this evening with us, with those with whom you have come, with yourself to hear, to consider, to affirm, to hope, to believe. Amen.